everybody and welcome! Today is February 24th, 2020 and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind all of our viewers who either join us weekly or haven't seen us yet because we feel like it is important. If this is your first time hearing that message from us, consider going to youtube.com slash indooradventures where you can catch up on all of our VODs because we upload all of these videos up to youtube.com slash indooradventures. If you are more of a audio styled uh, or preferential type of person, consider instead going to anywhere where podcasts are available for free and you can also find us there. If you support the show on Twitch and also YouTube or the audio cast but are looking for other ways to support the channel, consider going to patreon.com slash indooradventures where you can also gain access to our after show as well as potentially find yourself as a member of our Discord. Uh, currently, our show is uh, at the point of self-sustaining because of all of you wonderful people, but we can always use... Uh, we can always use more donations to help with things like hardware or other kind of things like that. It's a good time. Consider it. Uh, also, if you are already a patron and uh, or you don't really like the idea of a monthly subscription fee, but you'd prefer to like help us out anyways, consider going to redbubble.com or... Uh, yeah, Redbubble. It's our store. If you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, you can get... Uh, well, you can find t-shirts, mugs, posters, shower curtains, throw pillows. We're eventually the nunchucks will come. But until then, uh, you can go and check it out. Possibly go on a, on a newsletter. Worst case scenario, we'll just slap them on a sticker and then sell them to you. Or we'll slap a sticker on some nunchucks, sell them to you that way. But, oh, Arsqueef, thank you for the host. And also, JD and Koss, thank you for the subs. I really appreciate it. And uh, the betters. Yeah. Uh, but I think that is it for my opening spiel. So, RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ, and I'll be playing Kalem, the Shattered High Wizard Cleric. Hi, I'm LB Hackamup, and I'll be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Hi. I'm Cyber. I play Arjan, the Draconian Bloodhunter and fighter uh sorry for holding up my my incense holder top my incense went out and i got really upset <laughs> hi everybody i'm wings uh also known as danae keener and i'm playing as coriander the elegant paladin and i am the indoor adventurer and tonight i shall be your dungeon master so last we left off our party members ended up going to a emergency luncheon with the Dwarven King of Sirts Hellier, uh, who originally wanted it to be more of a family-oriented style dine, but after uh, having reached out to the Bronze Baron, Arathsk himself, and finding out that he was in grave danger, your group decided that you needed to hit the dusty trail sooner rather than later. After getting paid a incredulous sum of platinum from this Dwarven King for having suffered at uh, a terrible fate within the mines previously, with Gwen having been stoned, and also uh, battles that probably should have ended differently, uh, you guys decided to make your way back out uh, in an attempt to try and uh, at least rescue Arathsk from whatever had befallen him. 
you decided not to include a cart in your travels, but instead the lot of you managed to get on to the backs of your riding animals and the four keeps set off. On the first evening, uh, upon having exited out of the subterranean kingdom, Arjan, you stretched your wings and took to the skies uh, using your your draconic bloodline effectively uh, to allow you to enter a more three-dimensional combat space uh, if ever presented uh, if it is ever presented the rest of you uh, saw your friend learn how to fly or at least fly without having to take much time to learn how and you began to head off at this point Calum you uh, began to attempt to recreate spells and on the second day uh, one of the spells that you ended up casting uh, healed you in a way that uh, where visible red threads came from whatever enemy you had and then sewed up your wounds much to Corey's chagrin and that is where we had left off last time uh, with Corey having witnessed Calum perform magics that are in a similar fashion to the Raven Queen herself. So, where are we at? It is just before nightfall at this point, as you guys had managed to travel for an entire second day, not really meeting any outstanding individuals along the road and also not really wanting to stop and ask time there was a series of sending spells that were also sent out throughout the day so at this point you are all sort of winding down it is once again getting close to a resting period so is there anything that you all would like to do before the night's end calum you know that you've sort of upset Corey, but at least she was up front in uh, bringing up why this styled magic was at least mildly upsetting. Uh, Calum will <clears throat> just look over to Corey. Um, do we need to have a talk? What do we need to talk about? Uh, don't know. Um, seem a little upset, I guess. I don't know how to feel about it. The spell or... How did you come to this conclusion? Well, Why is this happening now? Honestly, I can't take a hit. And I figure <clears throat> if I could hit back and get something out of it, at least, then I could take even more of a hit. I suppose what's bothering me isn't necessarily the why, but the, the how. Uh, I, I, I always thought that 
your abilities were <clears throat> divine? Not so much now, I guess. It's complicated even for me to explain and wrap my head around. Um, ever since I died, um, I've been thinking a lot on how really fragile life is and maybe there's some way I can preserve it even in that fragile state. This is just my conclusion to dealing with things happening to me on the battlefield. I see. This is this is only making Corey think about uh, how Calum was brought back last time, uh, and now that that's an entirely different issue. So her brow furrows. Um, if you don't want me using it, I I won't. Calum, I trust you. I trust you and Arjan, and yes, it makes me, she grips her chest, uncomfortable. But as long as you promise to be careful, you should use your abilities to, you shouldn't hold yourself back. Right. Mm. You might not like what else I can do. She just looks at you. It, it's nothing. It just accelerates the bodily function of the person so that they can move in a more efficient and expedient fashion. She continues to stare at you. It's like drinking a shit ton of coffee. All right. Sounds like more magic. Yeah. It's not a problem. So long as you're using it for good. Okay. I mean, what we're doing is good, right? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think you're good, Caleb. Mm. Mm. I'm going to need to mull that one over. Mull away. I think I'll keep watch tonight. Yeah. He'll walk back to the rest of the party. Uh, Gwen is practicing. Uh, she's raging and she is practicing uh, some new moves with uh, Grayskull. Nice. So, how to go? Oh, better than I thought, I guess. I don't 
Slammer Core is really hard to read. It's just a lot of aggression, micro and or otherwise. Does she need to fight? <sighs> Maybe she said she was going to keep watch tonight. Um... Yeah. Gwen comes down from a rage. Are you okay? Uh, I think so. Well, I guess that's all we can ask for. <laughs> I'm gonna turn in early tonight, guys. All right. Arjan, do you want Corey or Calum? You know, every it seems like every time I'm alone with Calum, something not bad, sometimes bad, complicated happens. All right, I'll take first, uh, second watch then. Perfect. Are you okay? I mean, that whole flying thing was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm great. Okay. Uh, are, are you okay? I mean, I'm okay, but I'm like the most level-headed person in this group, so. Uh, that's fair. Usually if I'm not okay, I tell someone. Why on earth would you ever do that? <laughs> Because that's how you work out your shit, man. Jeez, you guys need to spend a week in Goliath Society and get on their level. Arjun just has like a shit-eating grin, grin on his face and he's just like, sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> she punches him in the calf. All right, I'm Hell, going to... <laughs> All right, nah. and then uh, also because uh, LB, you had made mention that you uh, last week that you wanted to uh, do ascending. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to do that on your watch with Calum or before he ends up going to bed? Uh, depending on the time, I guess I wouldn't want it to be too late. It's still early evening. Calum said he was okay. turning in early, so it's not too dif not too big of an issue. Okay, Gwen's gonna uh, scuttle over to Calum as he's laying down and kind of just shove him. Hey! Where do you shove him? Uh, just in the shoulder. Ow. What? Lumps? Oh, gross. What's up? Uh, I, I was wondering if you could send another sending thing. Sure, to who? Philip. Raises a hand and like just takes hers. Twenty-five words, you know the drill. Yep. Do you want me to read it? Yep, because I already have a response from Rob. <laughs> okay. Hold on, let me get to it. Da -da -da. Oh my god! Wait, hold on. Did I send it to you? Uh, you did. Okay, okay. Oh god. I wasn't prepared. Sorry, everyone. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. 
Um, um, I can copy paste send you. That'd what be you great. Sent to me. <laughs> like, okay. wait a minute, I can't find it. Sounds good. So this is an audio <clears throat> medium. Sorry. It is literally the last thing that you sent me in our Discord chat. Well, oh, you guys I thought it was longer. Okay. No. Okay. Oh. Just kidding. I got it. Ready? <laughs> that's why I was like, I can't find it. Because I looked, didn't look at that. It was the only thing I didn't look at. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Are we ready, everyone, now? Got your coffees? All right. So, I'm in your mind now. <laughs> just kidding. It's just a spell. I'm just uh, checking in. How are things down south? Hope things are well and you're well. Okay, bye. And the response that you receive uh, is quickly stammered. That says, Gwen, did you, did you get my letter? Arborist unwell, home overrun, unsure of what to do. Arborist? Arborist. Oh, arborist unwell. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Kalem? Yeah? Apparently, that arborist that we don't talk about is unwell. Who? Uh, Stan Fizeno, the award-winning arborist? Uh-huh. He is unwell, and uh, Philip does not know what to do about it. Chicken noodle soup? I feel like it might be more than that because, like, he mentioned it and he seems kind of panicked. Oh, um, Calum sits up, looks to the rest of the group. Um, strategy meeting? <sighs> All right. So Gwen messaged Philip and she's, she said that he said that the arborist is feeling unwell in Shroudport. Okay. There was a second bit. The house is overrun. The house is overrun is what he said, but I don't know what that means. Like, well, okay, well, whenever we... The arborist's house? Wait, which arborist? Oh. The award-winning arborist? Senseno? Sen oh. <laughs> we need a shirt. Um, <laughs> also, uh, it's been zero days since Tifa. Anyways, um, oh, wait, it's, wait, oh, shit. Does this mean that the 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 that the blights might be back? Right. What Ugh. if there was more little black thingies? Are you telling me that we went halfway across this continent looking for these things, and they're right back where we found them? Uh, to be fair, we did not do a thorough search of the area. To be it fair, was like we day two. Yeah, we also didn't like scorch earth the ground. So. Oh yeah, no, he would have hated that. Very very inexperienced back what does he what does he mean by the avarice is unwell hold on <laughs> another sending just, spell you should just see a, a cleric they could heal him chicken noodle soup magic is outlawed oh yeah what magic is outlawed in shroudport but surely not divine magic all magic is outlawed in shroudport that's why what? i sent philip down there what kind of bullshit is that you remember that guy that uh, came into the tailor whenever you and I were there? You flirted with him at some point? <laughs> yeah, Corey's remembering. Like, that guy was cute to her. <laughs> wait, wait. Was this the, the douchebag who arrested us? <laughs> no. 
no oh. i don't i don't think you and caitlin were there with us oh he was a barber mm -hmm. he cuts hair yep and now he runs the town i think it's holy right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does so, uh so that's why i sent philip uh down there so that uh he can keep an eye on the situation Corlon's long golden beard I thought he was an elf god. Elves can't grow beards. This one can. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, Caleb's sending to Sten. Um, Award-winning arborist Sten Fizeno. <laughs> it's Caleb. <laughs> Heard you were in trouble. Um, sending spell. 25 words. Please explain. Please explain. <laughs> Arborus, explain. Your sending spell is successful. You feel like it connects to a target. There is no response. He's not responding. Well, shit. Okay, that might be asleep. Dying. Or dying. Or dying. Oh my god. Why does everything fall apart the moment we walk away? We are literally as far away as possible to get there. <sighs> well, not literally, but you know what I mean. Did Arjan tell us that he can keep in contact with Philip through the coins? Nope. nope. Okay. It's well, not through a connection. Yeah, it's through Newell. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh... <sighs> Do we know anybody? Wait, wait. What about what about uh, Macaw? Can she do something? Macaw nope. is in the gated glen. Fuck. She uh, left because of the whole magic being outlawed thing. Right, right, right. Definitely uh, out of character for a for for like a, a split second. <laughs> I have never been so out of sync with Corey because <laughs> Cor Corey, like, it, it, I don't. There's something about summer form, man. She she wants like she she wants to be involved. She's like. I know I can just show up and heal this bitch. It's fine. We can fix this. But um, Wings knows we need to delegate. <laughs> is there anyone else? Wait, is there anyone that Gwen knows in town that can help with this? Because Gwen had a lot of contacts there. Fang. Besides Fang? I wonder if you can transport them out of town. Uh, what about Fang? Can he, like, can we get him to take them out of town to a healer? Is Are there any healers close to there? I don't know. They'd have to go all the way up to Silt Creek. That's far. Yeah. Well, shit. Um... I'm not in my depths here, guys. I don't, I, if I was there, I could punch something, but I don't, I'm not. And <clears throat> I mean, he has money, right? I haven't actually been able to get the channel set up yet. Oh. I can try to ask Fang to do us a solid and check out Sten's house while we take care of Rask. And then once we're done there, we can ask Olivia to sail us all the way down to Shroudport and see what the hell's going on. Um, did Philip seem like 
super panicked, like this is something that we have to deal with right this second. He quickly stammered. Ah. As but far as being able to like do an insight check or anything, yeah. it was m a mental response. There yeah. is no like facial features or anything else to go along with that. Okay, how far out are we? We're still like five days out, aren't we? You guys are still From... eight days away. Fuck. Or he punches Ar a tree. Arjani is going to. Go on. It's... Okay. She's, uh, she's just raging. Uh, he's going to uh, pull out Neil's uh, talisman. It's there. Anyway, that you or somebody else could go to Shroudport and check up on Philip. On Philip, my liege. Yes. Well, I've I communicated with him yesterday. I was waiting for this evening to deliver a letter. It seems as though he hasn't been in correspondence with the young Stompfoot. Would right. you uh, like to read this letter, my liege? Uh, yes, yes, I would. Um, I, I'm getting the sense that he's in trouble, like, right now. And I don't know how much pull... Uh, you or anybody else has uh, if you might be able to go there and figure out what's going on. Of course. Or, or if you can very quickly get a fuck ton of people signed up so that this boy has some backup. I have a question. Go ahead. Quantity over quality. Oh. No, don't pull an acrobane. Understood, my liege. And is, uh, is he just muttering to himself? No. Well, oh, okay, it's in his head. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's speaking it out loud. It's probably draconic. And, because uh, he has a, he has like a side bag, right? Where he keeps his, like, I would imagine that Arjan has like a side bag where you would keep like infernal contracts, that kind of thing, or at least like the basis of paperwork. I mean, he, he has paperwork bag. It's not a documentary satchel. Okay. Um, so uh, for the exchange of this letter, uh, Newell offers to, uh, to read it to you. Unless you would prefer a more physical copy, in which case Newell will figure out how to do so. Uh, hey, Gwen. What? Uh, Philip had a letter for you, or for for us. I don't. What? 
it. Yeah, he sent a letter. He said there was something. He was a letter. Okay. Yeah. Come here. Okay. <laughs> what Go. comes closer? Go ahead. Okay. So, do 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 the letter. What from are we doing? Philip. <laughs> and Gwen, you hear a. Well, Arjun was just gonna like say it out loud oh, whenever. Okay. So then let me, uh, then I'll send oh, it to geez. you. <laughs> Professionals. He was just going to parody. <laughs> oh my god. Reading uh, my mail, I see how it is. It starts off with Gwen, and then the rest of the letter. Gwen, I'm a politician. This is from Philip. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm a politician here of Greenreach, but I'm grateful you were there to handle the situation. As I'm continuing to learn, my judgment leaves dot 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 much to be desired. Funnily enough, I'm dealing with something of a plant problem myself. I was tasked to check in on F Stan Fazino, award-winning arborist. Turns out he hasn't been seen for months now. I went to investigate and the residence was overrun by these small plant creatures. I tried to fight them off, but was quickly overwhelmed by the numbers. I needed to tree but not before i saw who i presumed to be mr Fasino. he seemed to be possessed or taken over while his body was being controlled by these plants i'm not even sure if he still lives i tried to cut him down but all i could do was seal the house to protect the people travel hope you are well i'm glad you visited owain i'm going to remain here for the time being and try to investigate these plants hopefully i can cure sten or at least lay him to rest since only yours philip Wow, he's a lot nicer in his letters than I am. Maybe I should cut back a little. Anyways, that's not good. Corey's cursing an ignan. Your campfire is pleased by this. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to send back up to him. I've got Newell trying to recruit some people to help him out. People? People. Wait, do I know who Newell is? Mm-hmm. We met you, him? You met him two days ago. Okay, all right. Wait, is you he- You met him two days ago, yes. sorry. Are, are they gonna send like people people or like demon people? People. They're going to find people who exist in Trailport who are ready to take on a more mercenary lifestyle or a mercenary lifestyle uh, and uh, join my little business. Um, Roddick should be on his way as well, right? I thought Roddick was going to Silk Creek. Oh, was? Okay. You could divert him from Silk Creek down to Shroudport. Not sure we'll get there in time. Mm. Okay. Should we tell? I can't remember his name. The bar owner. Is it uh, Fang? Fang. Fang. Fang says. Should we? Should we tell Fang? I don't. I think Fang's retired. Yeah, but he knows people. I mean, there's a bunch of people there. We could talk to my 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 friends, who I can't recall their names because I don't take notes because I'm trash. Tick and talk. Jingle and jangle. Jingle and jangle. Jingle and jangle. <laughs> I, aren't they like in jail? I mean, probably not anymore. Call them up. 
call up Fang and tell him what's going on to gather the troops and send them to fill. You want me to do it? I'll do it. Poor Caleb. I can do this. <laughs> I'm not tired. Leave him alone. He's got sending anxiety. <laughs> I've got to pick up the phone sometimes, Corey. <laughs> la, 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 look. I know that this is a problem and that it definitely needs to be solved. But there's a reason why I hired Philip and that we're not there right now. I know, but he needs backup. Like, Philip can't heal, heal people by touching them. I mean, I think Sten is pretty much lost. Bullshit. I'm just. I can remove curses now. Well, you're here, Corey, not there. I'm just saying Fuck. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the fact that he decided to take this on his own and not, you know, gather a party of people who can actually help him with this is not going to look well in his review. <laughs> hey, it's his first time out. Give him a break, okay? Does he get like, like, like friend of the the party, like uh, bumps? Yeah, that's review. how he got hired in the first place. He's got All the right. actor feet. Just tell him to act like someone with confidence. <coughs> Stop it, you're hurting him. <laughs> oh, ah. How did you even I fucking like... know that? <laughs> All right, okay, okay, okay. We're, We're gonna talk to Fang. Right? We're gonna handle this. It's gotta be handled. Okay? All right. So yes, I'm yes. sending this. Send it to Fang. Let him know that <laughs> that. Let them know that Tyrant Security has a agent. No, it has a ten platinum. They're willing to put up a ten platinum bounty on whoever, uh, whatever people can give Philip back up, and I will figure out how to get the money there. Okay. Um, reward, not bounty. Use the word reward, not bounty. <laughs> a bounty on whatever is investing Synthus in his house, and that they need to talk to uh, Philip as a contact. Okay. Fang, this is Calum. Something is up with Sten. 10 platinum reward for clearing out his house. Talk to halfling named another sending spell, Philip. Philip, Philip does not have the money. <laughs> Philip does not have the money. We'll send to you soon. I thought you were going to send another sending just to say Philip. <laughs> Fang's response is I know who Philip is. You sent him here the first time. I can put the bounty on the board. He says he's putting the bounty on the board. When does this need to get taken care of by? What? When? Sending ASAP. Tell him we say hi. Everyone says hi. Hello. That's he says copy. hello and <laughs> copy. Why don't you take a little nappy poo, Kalem? I'm gonna take a nappy poo. I'm gonna take a nap here on ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm going to get Jill Fay in to draw up a contract. Sounds good. And just an official contract. Sounds good. That will be the contract work that Jill has been doing in our Thursday night game for yep. several days travel at this point. Amazing. I say, putting my axe back into my bag. Okay. So, is there anything else that you guys would like to do this evening? Caleb has gone through so many sending spells. I'm out of third and fourth slots, guys. All right. Now that crisis is hopefully being taken care of. Corey and I are going to be on watch. You two yeah. go to sleep. Okay. I'm going to bring your, Caleb's your, hair before he goes to sleep. Is your head all right? Do you need, like, some painkillers? It's fine. I haven't suffered mana burn yet. It's all right. <laughs> oh, honey. It, it, he'll be fine. Gwen's gonna like pet his head and then when he's asleep, braid his hair <laughs> and then go to sleep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so your night ends up going by uneventfully. Thank uh, God. Always a plus uh, <laughs> of sleeping near a main road, not two days away from a primary city. Uh, and so uh, you then begin uh, the preparations to head out on day three. Uh, is there anything that you would specifically like to do on the third day? All right. So, Not necessarily, but I feel the need to mention that Ambleforth takes on whatever season uh, Corey is in. So he's like uh, all aflame and like golden sunlight looking. Dash? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But he still does a goofy blip. <laughs> Anger blip. No talk to me. All right. So. On the third day, you end up uh, towards the later evening. One of the... Uh, you actually find what appears to be a dig site of sorts. It looks like there is uh, a group of dwarves that are out on a, a small mining expedition nearby. Um, and when you are riding by, they wave at you, give you a hearty hail. It seems like these are just miners from Sertzhelier. They don't know who you are, but you're not being aggressive towards them, so they treat you um, uh, amicably. Which is always a plus for them. Um, uh, then uh, that's really all that you end up seeing throughout most of the day. Again, you're writing pretty quick, trying to just make good time on this. Uh, on day four, uh, or Kalem, you were planning on continuing to work on your spells as uh, your spell as the days continued on, correct? Uh, I thought I passed it because it was um, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was three days. Got it. <clears throat> so, uh, riding along this main road, you uh, you don't really end up meeting all that many people uh all things considered there are travelers there are traders um 
but they all seem to kind of keep to themselves. Otherwise, uh, it'll be a traveling merchant who will see your party, but because you're all riding so fast, they don't even have time to get through their opening spiel about the wonderful tinctures that they're trying to sell you that totally work and can cure a variety of diseases. They seem like snake oil salesmen. Um, and you just blast past them. Uh, at this point, you have been riding for roughly a week or so uh about seven days and uh you know that you only have another three days hard travel before you actually get to uh get to the city of uh Vascor. uh what is the are you guys changing how you do the watches every evening or is it just going to be a set group and a set group doing two shares of watches my change yeah shake it up shake it on up okay what does the watch look like for this evening Corey and gwen is Corey still in uh fire mode yeah she's feeling out she's feeling out her season she will say as much um uh, Corey? Nice, Gwen. You've, you've been in, like, uh, your summer form for a while. Yeah. I did you the same like with it. my spring form. Yeah, yeah, you're just normally in your spring form. Well, you're normally in your autumn form. Yes. I don't have yeah. that anymore. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, I like this better than your, your, your droopy form. My what? The one where you're like emo all the time. Oh, you mean you mean the revenant form? Yeah, that one's kind of creepy. That one. That one's just kind of always around, actually. Yeah, I get that way sometimes in the winter. <laughs> um. Uh, are you like? I know we're like kind of putting your your um, seasons on the side burner here. This is more important. All right, yeah, I know. I just wanted to make sure you are okay with that because your feelings are important to me. She just kind of sits back a little bit, and uh, she's gonna like grab Gwen's head and just kind of shove it a little bit, and she's all like, "Gwen, it's what? really sentimental." What? So? I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I would suggest wrestling, but uh, like, I don't want to draw too much attention to our camp. Mm, yeah, sounds like that would get loud. Yeah. Are you, uh, are, have you talked to Olivia today? No. Why not? I, I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, you could, you could do that now. I, yes. I don't want to bother Kalem. It's a lot of sendings. Is that bothersome to him? I don't think so, but still. I mean, it's your girlfriend, right? Yes. I mean, if I had a girlfriend, I would want them to contact me. If they could. <laughs> she gets pensive. Just saying. 
Communication is important when in a relationship, I've been told. Never actually been in a relationship, but you know. I've just changed so much, Gwen. You? Yes. So what, you don't want to talk to her anymore? No, I I do, I just... What if I'm not the person she fell in love with? I mean, you're, st- you're still you. I mean, you're, you're still caring, just a little bit more aggressive. No. She might like that, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And it's, <sighs> concerns me. Well, in my experience, what you think about in your head is always worse than what it's actually like in real life. Except for Green Reach. Green Reach was worse. I wasn't expecting the winter thing and like the tree. It was just worse in a different way. My family was great. <laughs> just saying. Thanks for a long time about this. I'm gonna play my flute. Time nice. passes. Yeah. Okay. A nice lullaby. I'd like for you both to make perception checks. Oh, oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, you will be making yours at disadvantage because you are playing a flute. <laughs> I don't think it matters. How's eight? Twenty-one. Okay. So Corey, as you are in the process of thinking about what you should do, what you, if you should even contact Olivier, given the circumstance, Gwen having given you this piece of advice, which is very strange because even though Gwen typically speaks the truth, normally it's about issues that the party should be facing and not your love life. Um, <laughs> and you hear a hiss in the fire that makes you look in a particular direction and you can see that there is the glint of light on some sort of metal off in the woods near your camp. And with that, as you take a quick stock around, uh, quick glance around, you can see that there are figures that are creeping their way towards your camp. Uh, and this arrow seems like it is trained on the back of Gwen's head. Oh shit, I'm gonna tackle her. Okay. <laughs> so, Get down! Gwen, you are in the process of playing the flute, and as uh, Corey tackles you to the ground, there is a sound of an arrow hitting into the dirt nearby. Uh, and at that, there is a... Uh, there is the sound of rushed uh, rushed footfalls heading towards your group that seem to be coming from all sides. Ooh, Gwen's gonna rage. Yeah. Alert, we're under attack! <laughs> Gwen okay. lets out her tiny rage call. Sounds good. So, Arjan and Calum, 
thankfully, you won't need to roll to wake up for this because you have your two party members yelling at you very loudly uh, at this point. So it was also something that I presented to the group before this. Who would like to control Cybra? I am bad at re remembering that you guys have a pet. Who would like to I have be... her stats. Okay. I'll use it. Sounds good. Shall we roll initiative? Yes. Roll for initiative. Ooh. 16. 22. <laughs> 14. Four. Okay. <laughs> I'm still on the ground. Gwen steps on my face as she's getting up. <laughs> okay, so uh, at this point in time, you guys will be technically in a surprise round uh, as this group sort of uh, convenes on your current location. Gwen, you will be able to act normally because you entered into a rage. And Corey, you will also be able to act normally, but... You rolled very low in initiative order, so That's no fine. worries. So She goes first on the second turn. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so at this point, the first <coughs> person who is going to be going forward is... Uh, you see they are wearing uh, like very dark greens, dark browns. Uh, and, and look like their gear is much more oriented towards kind of slinking around the forest. But they are going to rush up on you, Gwen, uh, and they are going to try and strike out at you with a scimitar. The scariest of weapons with a natural one. They do not manage to, to actually befall anything uh, in that fashion. Uh, there are several crossbows that have also been trained on you, Gwen, and they are going to attempt to fire. Um, does a uh, 20 hits your AC, correct? Yeah. Okay. I so, have a 14. All right. Sounds good. So you are going to be taking three points of piercing damage from a crossbow. <laughs> Gwen just flexes. Okay. The rage in her eyes trains on the dude <laughs> okay and then uh you see that there is uh one of these individuals actually rushes up and you see that their skin is uh dark red scales and they are wearing what looks to be uh, full armor about them, even though that is more of this shrouded color. And you see them breathe in and exhale down. Uh, they are going to be using their fire breath. So, Corey, Gwen, uh, and Arjan, I need you all to make dexterity saves. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus three. Okay. 14. Okay. 22. 29. Arjan, you fail, which makes sense because you just woke up and am sleppy. So everyone is going to be taking uh, half this except for Arjan, who takes full. So. Right. 
So a total of 26. So Corey, Gwen, you take 13. Arjan, you take the full. And then Gwen, it is your go. And you, uh, at this point, have uh, have this dude who ran up and tried to slash at you uh, with his scimitar and failed, as well as this dragon individual. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, let me just double check. Okay, uh, Gwen is going to pull out the Sunforger and a hand axe, uh, and she's going to look at the dragon boy, and she's just going to say, you messed with the wrong party. <laughs> She's going to attack them. Recklessly, please, and thank you. Uh, oh, that's not great. Um, does a 15 hit? A 15 does not hit this individual. Okay. Second attack with the hand axe is a... God, math. 21. Oh, that hits. <laughs> okay. Um... That's 10 damage on that. And that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, does he have a weapon? Uh, he does. It looks like uh, they actually are uh, using a longsword. Okay. It's just they ran up and breathed fire onto you. So that was their primary weapon, but... Okay. Alright, cool. That's it. Alright, so then next up, uh Gwen. That does not hit you. And then there are a slew of crossbows that get sent your way, Corey. Does a twenty-one yeah. hit? Am I prone? Uh having tackled Gwen. Yes, you would be, so they all have disadvantage. Yes. Yeah. They're trying to shoot towards a sleepy target. None of them hit you in your full plate armor. That's okay. Um and so, Corey, what is your dexterity modifier? My dex mod is 13. Okay. So, uh that is when you see a larger figure they are wearing uh they're wearing armor similar to the half dragon and they walk with an air of confidence into your camp uh it's dragon man being a Another dragon, dragon. Man. um and uh this kind of tougher looking individual is going to uh look down uh take kind of stock of your camp and he is going to look over at the uh, still resting Calum. And he is actually going to strike out towards him, seeing as how he is the least armored and most prone. So, Calum, you have hey, a chance to woke it up. Uh, we're being attacked? What? And uh, he does a modified 20 hit. Yep. Okay. So Spirit shielding, just so we know. Okay. That is for 21 points of slashing damage. Minus, Minus. seven. Okay. 
14. Second attack is a natural 20. So. Oh, fuck. He's <laughs> just a boy. <laughs> For 36 points of slashing damage. Ooh, yeah. shit. That's cool. Then he's going to make a third attack. Ooh. For a 26 to hit. Yeah. Okay. For 21 points of slashing. I'm dying. I'm literally at zero. And the figure kind of like kicks Calum, uh, like kicks his shoulder and puts his boot onto his chest. Uh, and you hear, uh, and he places a sword over, uh, like his greatsword over where Calum is. Uh, and he says, if you want him to live, give us everything you've got. And then that is up to Corey now. Corey, it's your go. Hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, can I get to Calum if I get up and run to him? Yeah, you'd provoke some attacks of opportunity, but you could get there. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I'd like to do that. Okay. Sounds good. So you will take two attacks of opportunity, neither of which hit you. All right. Uh, Corey's going to uh, sprint over to him, <laughs> like basically Naruto Naruto run with her uh, getting her out her sword. She'll slide in next to Calum and cast uh, Aura of Vitality um, as her standard, and uh, with a bonus, she's going to give him two d six. Uh, so he gets 11 hit points. Okay. Um, and she will put herself between... Hello, Frankie. Uh, she'll put herself between Calum and uh, this big boy. What color are his scales? Uh, so the individual that uh, this draconoid individual has red scales. More red scales. So is the guy with the scimitar have red scales as well? No, he he's just a dude. Looks right. like just a dude, and the guy that had uh, begun attacking Calum also seemed like just a human. Uh, and Corey will say to him, If you want to leave, you will leave now. Or if you want to live, God, if you want to live, you will leave now. All right. Sounds good. Next up, Arjan at the top of the round. What's uh? What's the situation around Caleb looking like? There is around Caleb. There is a uh, rather rather yoked looking individual wearing heavy armor who has a boot on Caleb uh, with a sword poised above them. Corey has just rushed in and healed them, uh, and it looks like Gwen is partially surrounded. There seems to be uh, about, uh, I would say. Three of these uh, lesser armored humanoids, and then uh, this red dragon, uh, this red dragonborn figure that's also standing there. 
that had tried to swipe out against Corey when she stood up and ran, but is now focused on Gwen. Um, and the area around there, it's it's just like trees. Yeah, it's just trees. It looks like uh, this is part of the uh, this is just part of the main road. That seems to go on. It looks like you have all been aggressed upon by highwaymen. I'm going to immediately start making this complicated. Uh, do the, the trees have branches that I could stand on? I would say yes. I do not exist in Euclidean geometry anymore. <laughs> sexy things. Um, so... Uh, from on the ground because like arjan hasn't gotten up yet uh he is going to immediately uh jump up in the air uh and fly to one of the trees taking as many opportunity attacks as you see fit thankfully no one had really gone unto you while you were resting and most of the individuals uh that had been firing into the group seemed to not be necessarily uh in the central area they had been using crossbows of sorts uh he's going to reach in the air and as a bonus action uh summon his crossbow in a in a burst of prismatic fire and uh he's gonna make an attack against uh big dragon boy okay Does an 18? Is it 18? I think it's 18. Yes. No. That's a 20 hit. A 20? Oh, for fucking sure. Hokie dokie. For 12 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, I'm Dindy uh, Beyond did not put this in like my actions thing. Uh, I am going to. Okay, so I'm going to use a superiority die, uh, which is a. God, what is this? It's a D eight, I believe. Okay. It's from the feed. It's not from the from the actual thing. But D and D Beyond didn't add anything. Oh, it's a uh, D six then. Okay. Okay. Uh, one more point of piercing damage to him. Okay. And uh, Gwen, where are you? I'm surrounded by directly people. adjacent. If you would like to, you can use your reaction to move. I'm good. Okay. I'm right where I want to be. Okay. Cool. Well, the, uh, second attack then, I guess. Uh, with with the new crossbow thing, do I still take penalty on the second attack? No. Okay, 12. 12 does not hit. Oops. Okay, that's my turn. Okay, so... 
this draconid individual seems no longer interested in you quinn and they like turn and their focus is immediate like they are immediately drawn to looking at arjan they have something that like arjan has something that this one wants which is wingalings and to be super cool and rad uh and as such they are going to be disengaging or uh not disengaging they'll move from you gwen mm-hmm. and actually start making their way over towards the base of the tree that arjan has gone into okay i will the other guys haven't attacked yet right they have not okay i'm not gonna attack him okay he is actually going to be making attacks against the tree that you are resting in, Arjan, and he is going to try and cut it down from beneath you. Okay. Well, his first attack does not actually... Yeah, it don't penetrate the bark of the tree, but the second attack does. That is not what you're supposed to use your weapon for. Um... And they just sort of begin hacking into this tree, trying to get to you. Really? Uh, and yeah, they, uh, they're just seeming to be, uh, be very focused on getting close to you at this point. Uh, Gwen, you will then have four attacks towards you. Mm-hmm. I was reckless. Yes. So the first attack hits. You. You take seven points of slashing damage. Woo! I'd like to repose that, please. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> it's not good at all. It's a 13. That hits. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, that is a D8. Uh, ten damage. Like butter. <laughs> this highwayman chose the wrong halfling to try and fight. Oh yeah. Uh, so what what happens though? Because Gwen doesn't. Gwen is or uh, sorry, I had it in my head. Uh, Grayskull uh takes the attack, and then Gwen chops up with her weapons so they're kind of working in tandem as opposed to working doing the same thing okay sounds good uh so yeah you slay that dude uh the next attack is not going to hit against you surprising absolutely no one it's i my ac is a 14 okay like they have advantage (laughs) that surprises me two and the three and a three as theirs so not that great <laughs> uh, a second attack lands against you for six points of piercing damage and then Caleb yes sir it is your turn cool I'm awake yeah cool you had been laying uh, there minding your own business next thing you knew a dude wailed on you and now Corey has brought you back you are still under uh, this big O's boot. Uh, that's not nice. Um, I can attack while prone, correct? Yeah. Cool. I'm casting Nevermore Life Hunt at 6th level, which is an overcharge. Okay. Uh, does a 23 
That's pretty solid. Good hit. 45 points of psychic damage. <laughs> okay. And then he's going to Blessing of the Raven Queen away from him and up on his feet. Oh yeah, I also heal half that. Yay! I can take a hit, guys! Uh, he will turn to the man and... You want to try that again? Okay. Sounds good. So, the next up... That is... Caleb, what is... Or does an 18 hit you? Or meet yes. your AC? Okay. Sounds good. So, that is... Going to be taking 16 points of piercing damage as an arrow seems to just appear out of the woods towards you and sinks into your shoulder. But at the same time, most of your shadowed armor just takes the hit. Probably like reaches up, exchanges the spear in his hand, takes the arrow and breaks it off, tosses on the ground, changes the spear hand back, still looking at the guy. Okay. So then next up, Corey there, or I think, yeah, it wouldn't be on Corey. Uh, there is uh, Arjan. Several of them are going to try and take shots towards you. Uh, so two crossbowmen are going to try and shoot you out of a tree. They just watched a, they just watched a dragon man fly up onto a branch. They're <laughs> rightfully a little scared at this point. Um, does a nineteen hit? Yes. You take nine points of piercing damage. The other shot misses. Then next up is do, 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 uh, the duder that Calum you have uh, you have struck against and Corey you have challenged, uh, and they look towards you and say, "Always liked a little bit of fight in my challenges." He's going to try and swing out towards you. Does to a me? 22 hit? No, not you, Caleb. Towards oh. Corey. Yes. Okay. okay, so 22 for 18 points of slashing damage. Okay. Reduced to 15. I made my concentration check to keep the aura up. Okay. Second attack is a miss, and third attack is also a miss. That die is not faring very well for me this evening. But that's okay. Corey, it's your turn. Um, Corey's going to hiss something at him in Ignan, and she is going to attack him back. Okay. Uh, that's gonna miss. Um, 20, 12. Okay, 12 does not hit. Alright, and, ooh. God, the Summer Cory dice is so temperamental. <laughs> like Summer Cory. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a 19 on the die. Uh, 28. No, 27. That'll I hit. I can do math. <laughs> I know how math works. It doesn't Don't hit. It's too high. <laughs> no. 
Uh, okay. Did I dig all my D8s out? What's wrong with me? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. I'm gonna smite on this um, at second level. Okay. Uh, this guy's not a fiend or anything, is he? He's not. Okay. What if not. he had devilish good looks? But I thought I'd check. Uh, better charisma. <laughs> all twos. Why do I even bother? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Two, four, six. So six radiant damage and seven slashing damage. Okay. Sounds good. He's still up. Like, this guy is hardy, whereas all of his compatriots are definitely not. Alrighty, so, Corey, that was your turn. Arjan, you are at the top again. So, is there the half-dragon and also a dragonborn? Is that what I'm hearing? That was me uh, finagling my words. They are one and the same, and they are beneath you, chopping at the tree. Okay. Yes. I'm just, like, I'm honestly just, like, looking down at him, watching him do this. Like, you're, you're really not the brightest of us, are you, cousin? I am going to use the bonus action uh, to light my crossbow. I get to roll for this now. And, uh... He's not within five feet of me. He is right. Not. Cool. So I'm gonna take a shot. Twenty to hit. Oh, that hits. Uh, for seven points of piercing and two points of fire damage. Okay. Take a second shot. A twenty again. That'll hit. Uh, six points of piercing. Four points of fire. It was one. I get to reroll that. I think. Okay. Action surge. Fourteen. Fourteen does not hit. Twenty-five. That that does. That one's good. Ten points of piercing. Three points of fire. As your bolts are sinking in uh, to the red-scaled uh, dragon, uh, dragonborn beneath you, uh, they look wounded. They definitely look like they are very weathered from the pepperings of crossbow bolts that you have sank into them from a very opportune angle. Uh, you sure you want to keep going about this? Make an intimidation check. Eleven. Okay. Uh, so as you say this, they sort of stop uh, attacking the tree and they just sort of look up at you. And 
there is a moment where their head kind of tilts down a little bit and it seems like your words have actually carried that's my turn they didn't roll very well to resist the intimidation so uh at that point it would be uh it would be their turn but they are um they will spend their turn to actually say in draconic towards you what are you i'm you for better <laughs> and that seems to uh that does seem to anger them but at the same time in a very hierarchical way they seem to kind of like fall back a little bit it seems like you expressing this has has sent a, a little bit more into them than you were po than you were potentially uh believing that it would a uh one of these bolts is going uh from a bandit is going to try and strike out towards gwen with a 13 to hit so that's Ding! no good just bounces off my muscles then next up is Caleb. Uh, hmm. oh, thank you, uh, Wayans, for sending me that. How does this bandit look? The one that is leading the group? Uh, he looks like he could keep going. The raven form drops. He looks over the bandit's shoulder to Corey and mouths a sorry. And um, he casts haste on her, but he draws a red thread from himself and sends it shooting into her. And she is full of vim and vigor. Okay. Sounds good. So Corey, you have been hasted. Cool, that's super great. Once again, Corey and Wings feeling very differently about the situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, haste increases your movement speed and also gives you an extra attack, yes? Or an extra action. But pull up the spell. It's a lot. <clears throat> okay, I'll plus two AC, it has advantage on dex uh, saving throws. You get an additional action on each of your turn. The action can be used only to take the attack action, the dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. Haste is just fucking awesome. Uh, do I have a bonus? No, I don't. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, just for confirmation, I teleported like five ten feet away from the guy yeah okay not for sure so the next up in the order is gwen all right gwen's got a duder in front of her she's got two two at this point yes or no one because she killed one right yeah that's correct okay uh gwen is this dude just look like looks like a schmuck right yeah all of the the two that are on you definitely look like schmucks. The big one that had been kind of like, you know, breathing fire ran mm -hmm. over and seems to be uh, like 
was really interested in attacking Arjan, but then there was an exchange in Draconic, and now they seem to be standing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Gwen is going to attempt to um, intimidate them to run away and pee their pants. Okay. Um, I was going to look. I thought I had something that gave me advantage on it on that but i don't think so okie dokie um let's see how this what do goes. you say oh uh i'm not gonna say anything uh she's just gonna like do the typical like rage flex and she's going to make uh gray skull uh like he does the same thing but like the light from him just shines out and the light in her eyes and her tattoos just grow super bright Okay. And then she's going to, like, bear down on them like an animal. Bear down. How's an 18? Uh, an 18. So you begin to hear cries uh, from the bandits uh, <laughs> saying things along the lines of, it's not fucking worth it! Uh... <laughs> And others as well seem to kind of be like very nervous to uh, to continue trying to assault you, and the the head individual uh, of this group. God, let's see. Also, um, you got an eighteen. Yes. Okay. They don't seem dissuaded. Um, awesome. Yeah. They seem to want oh. to keep fighting. Cool. I'm going to go attack him. Okay. So I'm going to move over and uh, recklessly attack this bee. Uh, oh, that's a natural 20. Womp, 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 womp. Okay. Uh, oh, with the sun forger is my first attack. That's six. Blood. Oh, I'm not even on the right thing. Um, that's... 12 damage on the first one. And then... I feel like it should be more, but no, that's right. Um, and then the second attack... Or actually, I'm going to make that a disarming attack with a superiority dice. Do I add my superiority dice? Two yes. damage. Do I, yeah. I do damage uh, with it? It it should tell you in the superiority uh, mm. maneuver that you're using. Mm. Well, it tells me nothing. Okay, um... They just need to make a strength saving throw. Uh, DC's 14, so. They got a 20. Modified. Oh, solid. Okay, then I'm going to attack again with my hand axe. Uh, does a 24 hit? Uh, 24 does hit. Okay. That's, uh, uh, Jesus, eight damage on that one. And then, why not? I'm gonna, um... Go ahead and action surge. Okay. So I'm gonna attack, double attack again. Oh, that's not as good. Uh, Fifteen on the first attack. Does not hit. And another natural twenty. Okay. Bop, 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 bop. Bop, bop, bop. Have you rolling uh, pl been rolling plus one with your hand axes? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything that doesn't have plus one right now, except for my javelins. Uh, nine plus, wait, 
should be adding it in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 13 damage. No. Okay. Is it plus two? 14 damage. <laughs> I can play a barbarian. I know what I'm doing. Okay, they are looking pretty pretty winded at this point. Um, so then after you is going to be... Oh, uh, Cybra is just looking menacing. I, she doesn't need to get involved in this. She's just growling at the the ones that are in front of her and like nipping at their heels sort okay. of thing. Sounds good. Uh, so then... They're going to, there, or, sorry, there are one, two, three, four, five, six uh, individuals that would have their turns, but most of them are scared by Gwen. Um, then another arrow uh, comes from a wooded area towards you again, Calum. Uh, does not hit. That dice is doing fucking abysmally tonight. Are you sure? You kind of killed Calum. There was a difference when you're prone and a dude's attacking you in close range. <laughs> uh, so they are unable to do that. And then the, the larger one uh, that has been taking the brunt of these, uh, of these attacks and is looking a little winded. Um is going to try and uh he's going to try and disengage at this point and call for all of his men to actually retreat with him uh seeing as how your group is a little bit tougher than they expected you all to be um and they are going to try and run so they are going to move 30 feet uh next up is Corey. Uh, as a lot of these bandits are also uh, dissipating from the main group. They seem to be uh, more heading off into the woods. That's all well and good, but I'm hasted. <laughs> I'm coming for him. Okay. Three attacks. Um, uh, one of these isn't going to hit, I know, but a 23 and a 24. So a 23 and a 24? Mm -hmm. Both those hit. Okay. I'm going to put smites on both of them as well. Uh, first level. Here comes damage. Why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> are you running? <laughs> uh, 13 slashing damage on the first one. Um, 15 slashing damage on the second. And then six radiant on the first smite and eight radiant on the second. That was exactly the number that you needed to slay this fool. I'm I'm not trying to kill him. Well, okay. Does your radiant <laughs> damage know that? Because your slashing damage did. Oh fuck. <laughs> Only may okay. possibly injure. Uh they go down with a very uh with a very loud and satisfying thump onto the ground as their plate armor rattles uh you drop this individual nice i regained nine hit points okay 
Uh, Corey looks up with blood red eyes at all of the other retreating folks, just like, you're next. And the... When is... When even is taken aback by this? <laughs> Corey moved super fucking fast, Gwen. Just... Um... Alright, so all the... All of the standard, uh, all of the lesser bandits have all begun running. Um, Arjan, it is your turn before, uh, before the red dragonborn begins to move. Is there anything that you would like to do before, uh, they begin to abscond? Was the, was the red dragonborn not the person that Gwen just ganked? No. That was just a regular dude. He was the leader of the bandit crew. But the one, uh, or that wasn't the one that Gwen ganked. The one that Gwen killed was just an average bandit. And then Corey just ganked the biggin. And then there was a dragonborn. There was only one dragonborn through the group. And okay. they had been at your tree. And then you. the last thing that they heard from you was, I'm you, but better, after you intimidated them. Is there anything that you would like to say to this individual before they also beat feet and hop the trail? Uh, Intraconic. Run. And pray that the Queen of Dragons forgives you for this. And make another intimidation check. <laughs> Five. They hiss at you and will begin running. Uh, they don't see, like, your words don't carry the same eminence as your crossbow bolts did, but seeing as how they're, uh, as how this individual's leader has been taken down, they are no longer interested in what has been going on in this camp. Uh, as he starts running, I'm going to jump down and go over to the, uh, uh, guy on the ground is he alive or are they alive he is not as it would He's... turn out radiant damage yeah. is a little bit past the the pain threshold for most individuals ah when oh, oh. <laughs> cool. starts goes like i'm gonna say 50 feet away and just starts uh rage digging <laughs> wait are we out of combat you are out of combat at this point. Okay. Corey would have chased a few more guys down. Is someone gonna stop her? <laughs> it's not gonna be Gwen! Uh, Caleb has pulled his hood up and he just looks over at Corey's direction, uh, raises a hand and twists it, and the red thread jettisons out of her as he dispels the haste. You can't take any actions for one round. Alright. She'll fall to her knees just breathing. Do you do this before or after she's chased down a few of these ne'er-do-wells? Before. Okay. So, as Corey, you feel the effects of the haste spell wear off. Arjan, you are over the body of, uh, of this bandit leader. And Gwen, you are rage-digging in the back. That is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who has decided to join us for this wonderful adventure in our homebrew campaign. We are going to try and be back in five to 10 minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com and pick yourself up something nice. All right, 
see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. I don't, I don't know if, hello everybody and welcome to the indoor ASMR stream, which is just going to be sippy noises for the next hour and a half. Uh, don't do that with wine. <laughs> it becomes more aromatic this way. You're supposed to aerate your wine, not aspirate it. <laughs> so hello everybody. And welcome back. Uh, our group has just defeated a group of highwaymen bandits. Uh, Corey chased off a uh, any of those who tried to continue running away, uh, forcing Calum to end the haste spell prematurely. And one of the things, the clarifications that we would like to make during this time uh is arjan as this uh dragon man that you were in combat with uh was running away you noticed that they also actually had a tail on them uh which is not something that you have note uh taken note on any other dragonborn actually having gwen you are currently digging up a grave arjan uh if you would still like to be going over to look at this uh, at this deceased ne'er-do-well that Corey made short work of, you totally can. Yep, he's dead. That's great. Pick him up, bring him over to where Gwyneth's rage digging. Another one? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I finished digging the graves. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> are they shallow or are you doing the like hole, hole deep down on them? I they feel don't. like I could dig a hole pretty fast. You can definitely dig a hole quickly, but are you digging a grave? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I feel like I have to sneeze. <laughs> oh, That's there's okay. a reason they call it six feet under. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Gwen, you have dug an appropriate number of graves for the several bandits that you had uh, that your group had taken care of on your journey. I'm gonna mark them so that they know when their friends come back. This is where they are. Let's see if they have anything on them. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, yes. Yeah, only check their bodies. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> the Emperor strikes ass. Where the Empire strikes ass. <laughs> Yeah. That one, yes. <laughs> That's a Monday night. Okay, so uh, investigating the bodies, uh, there is a set of plate armor that is on the uh, that is on the leader bandit. They also are carrying on them a long sword, a short sword, and. Okay, so the leader bandit is not the dragonborn. That is correct. The half dragon. Yes. Okay. The half dragon was, uh, like, they had a separate set of skills and tools. They were also wearing plate armor, but there were two individuals with plate 
half dragon and then this guy half dragon ran this guy stayed dead uh they actually sorry had a great sword not a long sword but it was a great sword and a short sword as that is why they had been using their great sword on sleepy time calum um as well as amongst the group you find 160 gold pieces seemed like the strong boy was also in charge of keeping most of their money Uh, I'm just putting it all in the party funds. Okay. And yeah, it does not take a long time for Gwen, you to rage dig these graves. Uh, I'm assuming we're not taking this plate armor. Why, can you wear it? No. Then no. Sorry, no. Okay. In the hole. <laughs> and the plate armor goes into the hole as well. Corey, you were going super speed. Uh, things had been moving very quickly ever since Calum threw this red thread in your direction, and then suddenly you felt that thread snap from where you were. Uh, the connection was severed, and you had to spend a full round actually recouping just sitting there. And, uh, Calum, you had willfully ended the spell. It didn't run its course. And, Corey, uh, you just see that these bandits have taken that opportunity to just leave as quickly as they possibly can. Uh, Corey's gonna kind of, like, look around sheepishly, having realized what she's done. She's going to basically take a moment to like compose herself whilst they get the graves dug and everything okay and Calum, what are you doing during this time uh he's found a place to sit and he's just like leaning against a fallen tree kind of resting hood up That's it. Oh. Rumble Thunder did not awaken during this entire interaction. Big old sleepy Arak. Uh, while the uh, grave is being uh, dug and everything, and we're putting the bodies in and everything, Arjan is going to ritually cast ceremony. Uh, okay. Just so they, they don't come back from the dead. But it's more of a like spiteful undertone to it. Just like, don't let these people get back up. They don't deserve a second chance. Okay. Uh, Arjan, I would say that being uh, having the connection to the hells that you do, you have the option of uh, directing the course of their afterlife if you would. I. Do you send them to the queen or leave them to their own devices? The queen did ask for souls, didn't she? No, I 
do not send their souls to the hells. I don't direct them to the queen. Okay. Sounds good. So this ceremony, uh, the course of which ends up taking roughly an hour to to successfully cast, but after these holes are dug, the bodies are laid, and the uh, the words are spoken, you get the sense that no one's going to be coming to interact with you uh, for the remainder of the evening. It seems like you, you scared these bandits away pretty well, uh, having killed the leader of their small organization. So... Uh, watches were Corey and Gwen and then Arjan and Kalem as second watch. So are we moving into the second watch with Arjan and Kalem or are we going to be staying with the first watch and then moving over? How long can the watch do this take place? Towards the end of the of the first group's watch, I would say. Then we'll, we'll swap over. Swap okay. It, yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, the tall guy 31 for the sub. Um, do it that's so satisfying (laughs) not as cool as gb's but still cool sound auditorily still cool uh so arjan and calum is there anything that the two of you would like to discuss while you are on watch together then oh sorry that person uh The one who got away. I think they were like me. What do you mean? They had a tail. Draconian. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be it. Kind of figured I was the only one. Well, maybe you can ask Tiamat next time, or Noel or something. See if there are others like you. Yeah. It'd be nice if you weren't alone. It would be. But I don't think I'm that lucky. Uh, there is a visual, visible twitch at the corner of Caleb's lip. Well, if that isn't the case, you still have us, right? Right. We'll turn to look at Arjan, and um, Arjan can see that uh, his skin is a lot more gaunt across his face, and his eyes are sunken in. Like he just hasn't slept in a very long time. What is going on with you? Uh, It was a decent test run, but I didn't think that that spell would have that effect on me. What effect? I'm just really tired. Nothing more? No, not really. I mean, I took like... A great sword to the chest? You did. Yeah. Oh. I'm fine. 
no other aches or pains, and I think this will just pass if I sleep it off. Go ahead. Uh, Camel, nod his head and lean on Arjan. Take a quick four hour trance. Okay. That leaves Arjan by himself over the course of the evening. Um, Arjan, is there anything that you would like to do specifically overnight while everyone else is asleep? No. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, upon your awakening the following morning, uh, your group is well rested. You have all of your, you have all of your hit points back, all of your spell slots. You've all recovered. At least the physical end of things. Emotionally, uh, that's for you guys to decide whether or not you've recovered from things. Uh, Gwen is going to mark the graves in some way, like find a stick, like stick it in there. So that if they come back, they know where they are. Okay. Um, whenever Arjan did the ceremony, uh, I think it's part of that he uh, there were uh, equidistant like five points in the ground that uh, sparked just a little bit uh, but I don't think the grass is going to grow back in that area no not where it's been burned so like there, there's just a, a nice ritual circle design on top of the grave Where the grass shits will not grow again. Divine sense. D divine. <laughs> it's divine. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to go? Because we still have a few days to make up. Yeah. Yep. You feeling better, Galem? I can manage. All right. Mount up, bitches. Kalen has been drinking coffee this entire time. Oh, is he still tired? Yeah. The boy is sleppy, but you guys end up heading out uh, without any further delays. And over the next several days of travel, uh, you end up meeting a small group of traveling merchants uh, that, again, tries to sell you wares, but you are just too dang busy to really uh, to really deal with them. And you continue on your way. Uh, and then you begin to start seeing uh, homesteads. And you begin to see that there are small pocket communities that are becoming more apparent as you make your way uh, along this road and you know that you are getting closer to the city and uh, at one point you end up cresting uh, between a small pass uh, between uh, a set of rocky outcroppings 
and you see off in the distance maybe about six or seven hours away on your final day this massive form and i have to describe it as a form it is not a it is not a creature it is what look like rocks and other pieces of debris that are floating several hundred feet above what looks like a small crater that, or uh, not a small crater, but a reasonably sized crater that is in uh, that is next to a kind of uh, arid looking um, rock face. Uh, it's much warmer here than it has been the rest of your journey going through. Uh, and at this point, um, it is getting to be about mid-spring. The, the mornings are warm. The wind is comfortable. Uh, everything seems to kind of be in its own place. And looking out at this city... Uh, you recognize this as Vascor from the tales that you have heard. And you, as you approach over this period of time, you can see that the buildings themselves are of an incredibly ornate design. A lot of them look like they have gears and turning wheels that are part of their overall construction. And as you get closer to this crater, uh, as well, you can see that there are buildings that are actually structured inside of the crater as well. And it looks like this floating city of Vascor is actually two very distinct cities, the city that is above and then the city that is below. Um, as you approach, there is a line of people waiting to get into the city, and they are mostly asking, uh, just as they did in Sir Tellier, what your purpose is, what your plans are entering into the city. And after a brief period of time waiting to actually get in, thankfully you have a note of safe travel uh, that was given to you by Metzger Ebenholt. Uh, of the city of Sirts Hellier, and you are allowed entry into the, into the lower city of uh, Vascor. There is no direct entrance to the floating city itself. It seems like you have to actually go through the undercity in order to get there. Um, what are you doing with Rumble Thunder at this point? Are you putting them in the stables, or are you bringing them with you? Your plan currently, as far as I have been informed, has been to find a teleportation circle to then take you to the Isle of Arathsk. What are you doing with your Beast of Burden? Uh, Gwen is arguing with someone. So why can't we bring him? I don't understand. Her, I can't understand. I don't understand. Uh... Wait, so what are you arguing with them about? Because it's not about them letting Rumble Thunder into the city. Right. I'm assuming it's one of the party members. Okay. Sounds good. Because you like, said no, arguing Rumble with Thunder somebody. I thought come. it was just like a dude on the street. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> just a rando. What do you mean? I don't know who you are. <laughs> well, could we? Is that is that feasible? I mean, I'm sure it's possible. It might be a little difficult getting Rumble Thunder to, you know, teleport from inside wherever we're going. Well, I mean, if we can do it, why can't she do it? 
because she is a lot bigger and might not fit through the door. Wait, aren't we teleporting onto a ship? Yeah. That too. Then maybe we should probably leave her here where she can be fed and not have to impose upon a Liviet to take but care right. of a ginormous beast of burden. Well, when are we going to come back for her? As soon as we're done with the rask. We're going to come back here. We're not going to go to Shroudport or near Shroudport. If the situation gets any worse in Shroudport, then we'll head over to Shroudport. But I will check in periodically with Philip to see what the situation is like. <clears throat> Corey will take a moment to speak with Rumble Thunder. Rumble Thunder currently is just chewing idly. They have been given a snack. And just sort of munching on it. Yep. <laughs> she will put her forehead on Rumble Thunder's head uh, and basically tell her where we will come back for you. Or maybe not. And then Rumble Thunder just sort of like nods knowingly. Not much else Rumble Thunder can do in this situation. <sighs> All right, well, we better pay someone really well to take good care of her. And if something happens, then they can send her out and she'll find the Goliaths. Yeah. Corey will tell her if anything happens, go to the Goliaths. A nomadic tribe. We will find a... (laughs) A nomadic beast. She's a smart girl. She's smart girl. Uh, We will find somebody uh, that will disable her and give them the very specific instructions that if disaster occurs to release her. (laughs) She knows what to do. And they look at you and ask how much are you willing to pay for this service? Uh, Okay, so... You're kind of giving me a very indefinite date? So we're planning to be gone for a month? month Month-ish? Indoor, does that seem like a reasonable amount of time? I don't know, does it? Oh, God. <laughs> God. Okay. I th- Assuming that Olivia is the furthest that she could be on her normal route between Arrest and the other island, how long would all those trips take if we were going to spend Do you three days on the island? Planned? Or a return methodology? Because your initial plan was, let us get to the island and we'll figure the rest out later. Oh, oh, maybe we can ride Arask back. I... We are going to make sure that Arask sends us back as quickly as possible. And whether that is however fast an unladen African gold dragon can <laughs> travel <laughs> or not indoor, <laughs> tell me a day. <laughs> tell me an amount of time. You can just grab us by the husk. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> that's the joke. Anyway. Uh, so I would say that uh, a month is probably a good uh, a good amount of time that you could give. So uh, I'll tell him. I'll, I will tell them uh, that we're planning to be gone for a month. We're going to pay them for a month and two weeks, uh, or a month and a half, and give them those very specific instructions. 
Okay. They will accept the payment. So in order to stable them uh, for a month and a half, the overall payment is going to be... It would end up being about like five gold pieces. All right. <laughs> it doesn't take much to afford the stabling of the creature. All right, if they give you five more gold, will you give them like the best hay and stuff? And uh, they say that for 10, they'll massage them every day. Okay. <laughs> we pay I just them wanna, 10. I just want to let you know that we can speak with this creature if you fuck with him, her, at all. If you Slowly covering Gwen's mouth, <laughs> pulling her away. I swear to God. Here's your 10 gold. They just nod, count it out, and just, all right, thank you. Like, they're very, they're very okay with this. Behind them, Corey is having a, com a like, like, communing with the beast. Okay. This game is great. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so, uh, your group is now paid to stable Rumble Thunder, and you promise that you will return in a month and two day or two weeks. Uh, and hopefully, uh, there is no weird calamity that ends up occurring that will then make Rumble Thunder have to roam the plains for an ungodly amount of time to try and find the Goliaths yet again. Uh, it seems very unlikely, so you're holding out for that one. Uh, so, as you make your way into the city, you realize that the uh, that you've been told to go to the Grand Archives to, to find the head archivist, uh, who will then be able to set you up with this, uh, with this transportation circle, as it were. Uh, this is a city that you have never been in before, and as you are looking around, you realize that there is a much heavier presence of mundane magical items here. You see that there are, I say mundane magical, mostly because it is, uh, things like lights. Uh, as you are looking out, it looks like there are, uh, like... There are directional boards that just seem to be levitating gently off the ground. Uh, there are uh, there is a lot in terms of mechanical creation here as well. And one of the things that you also notice is that the guard forces that are present in most every other major city that you have been in have been replaced by these mechanized humanoids. Uh, that all seem to be wearing the same kind of gear, but the only difference is, is that they each have a marking across the uh, left breast of these creatures that is uh, starts with SL and then has a number uh, written off to the side. And as you are, uh, and if you ask about uh, the kind of guards, you overhear, uh, you overhear the people of the town describing them as the Silvered Legion, uh, and they just don't really seem to pay any mind to it. 
And one of the other things that you notice about this town, especially, is that there are a plethora of young people who live here. Whereas in Sirts Hellier, it was more uh it was more like dwarves and old fighters and people who had kind of found this place to be their home. The floating city of Vascor seems like a it's a college, a college town. town. <laughs> it is a mage's college town. The other thing that you also notice is that, uh, and it's very hard not to notice these, is you actually hear coming down an alleyway. Uh, there is a, a loud commotion, and upon the walls of these large buildings, you actually see what look like a set of about... Uh, three humanoids that are wearing um, like these brass and gold shoes that seem to have wheels across them that are able to ride along the walls uh, of the actual buildings themselves and as they are going you see one of them will quickly uh, slap their hand against the wall and leave a large splattering of what looks like a personalized arcane symbol as they go. And they are cheering and yelling and just seeming to be like throwing out this sort of mystical graffiti as they go. Understand, understand the concept of love. Uh, Jetson Radio. And they, at this point, will actually jump over your group onto an adjacent wall and continue going. And the and a small uh, grouping of these armored individuals or these heavily mechanized uh, humanoids are actually like running on the streets after them, seeming to try and catch them. This place is fucking weird, and I don't like it. This place is amazing, and I love it. Reminds me of university. You went to school. Yes. You don't get Did to you be, guys go to school? You don't get to go be Kaylin without proper schooling. Yeah, I didn't remember we hate her teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. waves. Weird. I was taught everything I needed to learn in the field. Yeah, same. Except I also had, like, a whole bunch of boot camp. I just got beat up a lot. Oh, that, that, yeah, me too. Same. We all look at Corey. <laughs> anyway. Um... Anyway, we need to find the archives. That sounds great. So make a investigation check. Uh, whoever is going to be leading this, uh, this search for the Grand Archives. I will assist. Assist. What's your investigation? Not great, but assist is a uh, advantage for you, isn't it? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Twenty-one. Okay. My investigation is plus six now. Arjun, I would also like to say, don't forget to roll your blood die for the day, just in case. Nine. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, you easily 
are able to uh, ask around. It seems like some of these young wizards and sorcerers uh, are very open to talk about the overall layout of this uh, of this city, and they say that um, the archives that you're looking for are actually located in Solvascor, and they will point uh, directly up. And you realize that the primary library that is utilized by many of these mages is actually in the hovering city above you. Uh, with a proper uh, with proper guidance, you are then uh, escorted to a uh, it's a transportation station to actually go from the lower city to the upper city, and it will cost a total of fifty gold per adventurer uh, to actually teleport from the bottom to the top. Uh, they see your note, but it looks like there is uh, they explain that magic isn't cheap uh especially magic that will allow the allow uh as they describe them uh that will allow any of the shades to end up going up towards uh soul vascor so it's not like a restriction it's just yeah pain to get up yep this isn't like a restricted airspace or anything they uh say the only restriction is your coin how high up is it does the dog count does the wolf count and they say it's only she's 25. a service animal it's only 25 for for the animal Edgar with every penny <laughs> i say uh, smushing her face arjun will pay for everybody else well thank you um 50, 50, 50 is uh, 150, 25, 175, okay. I, but mm -mm. it's party funds. No, I could just fly us up. You could fly some of us up. No, I could fly all of us up. Fifth okay. is three, I think. Four. Isn't that okay. only 225? 50, 50, 50. 50, oh. 50, 50, 50, 25. Well, I was going to remove myself. Because I can fly. 50, 50, naturally. 50, 70, 175. I'm impressed. Thanks. All right. So Math was my strong suit. <laughs> so we're just going to fly? We're, we're just going to fly. Okay. So, as... What does everyone's wings look like? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go for it. What do your wings look like? Caleb, I know that you have, uh, that you had thought about this previously, so let's get into it. Uh, I guess right now, Caleb's wings, like, fold out, and then around him, like, the wing cloak from Gargoyles, but it's, uh, black barn owl feathers. Ooh. Well, we did, what did we decide Gwen's wings looked like? I said it, they were like big condor wings yeah. to offset her small body. They're like super long. For gliding. <laughs> For gliding. What are Cory's wings? They're butterfly <gasps> wings, matching your season colors. Oh, like, like a swallowtail for uh, 
for summer. Where's the little chartreuse wings? Uh, how uh, how difficult is it us for? How difficult is it for us to fly? Once you make it about seventy five feet up in the air, uh, you hear a warning siren go uh -oh. off, and there yeah. is a grouping of these silvered legionnaires that are beginning to levitate up towards where your group is, uh, demanding that you return to the surface. I feel lied to. <laughs> we were literally told that this was not a restricted airspace. The above, so the above city, not restricted. Lower city, not restricted. This is a distinction between an upper and lower class situation where the upper class is doing all that they can to then keep who they deem lower class from ascending. Well, fuck that. We have official business. We're going. I don't know how to stop! <laughs> I, I thought that that was like an ideological thing in that you physically don't allow them to ascend? What the hell's? <laughs> And we're flying because this only lasts a certain amount of time. Oh my god, pay them! Take the coins! Take the coins! <laughs> no, don't fucking pay them. <laughs> One cannot stop. No stop, only go. No. Gwen's panicking. Corey is, wants to see someone's manager. <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely going to see somebody's manager if they try to stop us. Oh my Caleb? Corey yes. and Gwen. <laughs> the three of you feel uh, as these legionnaires are ascending towards you, uh, you feel the magic around you begin to dissipate as you come under the effects of a dispel magic spell. They try and do that to you, Arjan, but you have natural wings. <laughs> Calum folds his arms and just starts falling backwards with like this really... Well, fuck. <laughs> Gwen's like, no, 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 not again. Uh, are is everybody plummeting? Yeah, are we falling to our deaths now? It's about hundred feet. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, feather fall. Once we're out of the dispel magic range, I'll I'll descend. I guess. This is bullshit. What? I'm never whenever, flying again. I hate this. Whenever we're like in range of the legionnaires, I'm, I'm going to be like, what's the problem? Uh, and they will recite uh, a rather arbitrary sounding law, uh, at least in name and number. But they effectively let you know that... Uh, Unauthorized travel between the lower city and the upper city is punishable by a 1500 gold fine. Motherfucker. Okay, are we being fine because we have official business? And they uh, look at you and look we at We have your official group. business, and we were told that this was not a restricted airspace. And 
with by the, by the person in charge of the teleportation thing. And as these robotic faces continue to look at you, uh, they inform you uh, that this is a warning. Okay. Do not attempt this again. You must go through authorized channels. This is a shakedown. I don't like it. <laughs> and one of them kind of tilts their head and doesn't seem to understand the phrase shakedown. All right. Bye. We go back to the teleportation thing. And the <clears throat> guy there out. is just has a very large smirk on his face. Was this person human? They were human. And still are. I don't oh, know I was I like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what did you say, man? <laughs> Everyone pays one way or the other. Can I break his knees? Is that something that's acceptable in this town? When we leave. All right. <laughs> we'll figure out what the fine for that is. Cool. 225. No. Thank you. 125. No. 50 gold. 50 gold for each is 225 for Cyra. 225. You were paying the full amount because originally you were trying to save 50 gold gotta, for gotta, one gotta. of you to fly. Yeah. Math was my strong suit in the Goliath camp, which is not saying a lot. <laughs> it's kind of like being the tallest dwarf. <laughs> Okay, so go. once you get up to Solvaskor, the upper floating city, whereas before, in the lower city, one of the things that is very noticeable is the strict lack of sunlight that actually penetrates down. With the city, uh, with Solvaskor being directly above the, uh, being directly above the Undercity, most of the sunlight that is actually brought onto the city is onto the Upper City itself. And when you get to this Upper City, you see that the roads are of immaculate masonry, that the buildings themselves all look almost fine and polished uh, with a with fantastical designs but a lot of the buildings here are connected by bridges it seems uh, with the lower parts of their buildings still just looking like pieces of rock or earth that has been uplifted from the ground below um, and towards the center of this uh, more well-to-do uh, area of the city, you see a what you can uh, gather is the Grand Archives. And thankfully, there is signage that directs it here. It being a mage's college town, uh, makes it easy to kind of uh, find your way one way or the other. 
And every once in a while in this upper city, you will see uh, that there is still this arcane graffiti, but it is all of the same styling. It looks like the same tag has kind of been placed in this upper area versus down below where most things were color uh, covered in these bright and colorful tags. And as you get into the base of the Grand Archives and actually make your way in, it is very strange for Calum and Corey, and I believe just the two of you, actually. As you have been in this library before, not necessarily physically there, but when Arjan had died and the two of you ended up getting brought into the odd dream with Makath, the two of you have seen the inside of this library before. And you recognize now that this is where Makath's dream had actually taken place. Just so we're clear, there is not a bleeding, beating heart in the ceiling, right? That part's missing. That is adjacent. <laughs> yeah, Corey looks for that just to make sure. We look at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Oh, that's a very nice skylight. Hmm. Oh. And the skylight that you kind of look at, Corey, is too high up to really make a clear distinction of what it is, but you can tell that it is, uh, it is a stained glass... Uh, like the entire dome is made of this stained glass material that just sheds a variety of colors down below. Uh, it's too far away to really see what the overall picture is, um, but you still have a very, you, you all have a very good idea of what this is. Gwen, you are surrounded by books, old books. You see that there are people who are who look like they are enveloped in the tales that they are reading. You see that there are mages at desks that have books piled high. They're all very excited about the next turn of the page, and you couldn't be more bored. It smells gross in here. Can we get going? Yeah. Yeah. Or you will make it known to Arjan that, um, like, everything that Caleb and Corey are thinking internally at this moment. Like, we've been here before, et cetera, et cetera. Macoth was here. Might have gone here. Yeah. yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I thought, yeah, she did learn at Bascal. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. Well, that's been a familiar to me, too, in the sense where I'm trying to re recall the dream sequence Soul showed me as well. This seems like the very same college that Soul had showed you. Yeah, I'll tell that to them too. Okay. And Calum, one of the things that you that you especially take note of is that looking at these almost seeming infinite number of shelves in this grandiose building, they're all sorted. There is an actual system that exists within all of these books that separates them, that categorizes them, that puts them in a way that it would be easy to understand their exact location. This is glorious. 
and uh, <sighs> as you are looking for the head archivist, uh, make a investigation check as you try and look around for them. You are on official business. Yeah, yeah, helping out. Yeah. Uh, seventeen. Okay, so with a seventeen, um, it doesn't take long. Uh, there's there is a library assistant. Uh, they are a half elven woman that looks like she's wearing half moon glasses. Uh, black hair tied uh, in the back in a slightly messy bun. Uh, and when you state that you're looking for the head archivist, uh, under the, uh, under the, not necessarily discretion of the Dwarven King, but on the recommendation, she will, um, she'll nod and then, uh, go and, uh, tells you to all, uh, kind of wait where you are and she will return. And after about five minutes or so, she ends up returning with what looks like an old, like an older model of the Silvered Legionnaire members. It is a very old looking robotic figure that is leaning up against this kind of metallic staff and they are wearing clothes, which is interesting as the other Warforged that you had seen uh, just had more of like capes shields weapons that kind of thing but this uh figure is wearing a mage's robe uh and as they come up to you you can see that there is a like a light blue plating uh across the dome of their head and they have a much more personable inflection in the way that they speak uh and they say uh, can i help you uh, Mary here says that uh, you, you are all looking for me. How can I be of assistance? Uh, and I'll explain what's going on. Uh, we're here for, um, uh, what's, uh, what's dwarf guy's name? Metzger. Metzger uh, Ebenholt. Metzger Ebenhold uh, sent us this way. We need to get her a rask quickly. Uh, and I'll hand him the paper. Uh, this way, this way. And he will crack the seal, look at the, uh, look at this kind of official decree and give a knowing nod. Um, and Again, uh, waves for you to then join him. Uh, he sends his assistant away. Kalen, do you remember the circle? He pulls out his enduring spell book, flips to the page with um, <clears throat> the spell circle that he had traced on the ship. I got it here. Uh, you must have done metzger quite the favor in order to garnish this uh, but i assume everything will um, pan out as it were have you enjoyed your stay here in the floating city no, not at all where he looks like she wants to go off 
but she's keeping it to herself. Uh oh. Well, I I do apologize. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help, you are always more than welcome to offer uh, your complaints and suggestions. Uh, the complaints and suggestions box near the door. I do read them. Read every book in this place. So it could transform. Yes. That. Uh, now, you say that you have this circle. Uh, you wouldn't mind. Any motions for your spell book, Caleb? I'll hand it over. Uh, Do I need to inside check this man? If you would like. An old robot. Drops the illusion. It's Father Linar. <laughs> and then runs off. <laughs> 18. Wait. Uh, 18. There is an air of curiosity with this old robot uh, looking at Calum's spellbook, but overall, that is as far as the curiosity goes. They aren't trying to hide that they're interested in what lies within. Uh, but they are going to help you. They seem to owe Metzger some sort of favor, and that favor is being called in. And uh, they take you uh, into a small private room that uh, the Grand Archivist has kind of set up as their um, as their personal study. And uh, they say it's been many years since I've. Uh, performed any sort of spell such as this, so I do apologize in advance if it takes me a while to get it properly set up for you all, but... Uh, uh, it's like riding one of those two-wheel constructs within the shades. They say that you never truly forget how to ride. Now, if... Uh, you all wouldn't mind standing within the circle. Are we going now? Is that what's happening? I stopped listening. I'm sorry. Uh, unless you would prefer to wait. But your tall friend here seems to be uh, in a rather hurried state of being. Yeah, oh, no, but... we're in a hurry. What uh, are you? I was a man. Is it a long story? Uh, yes. All right, we'll find out when we get back. Oh, you plan on returning to the city? At some point. Oh, excellent. Uh, hopefully you find it more enjoyable than this short stop that you have made. Need no disrespect, sir, but lives are on the line here. Oh. I've heard that one before. It's understandable now. Do we need to copy this teleportation portal? No, it's in my spell book. No, oh, the one that we're... One. Yeah. I don't, I, don't th I don't think we're going to have permission to use that one. <laughs> or it's... Is he just like drawing a teleportation circle? Like we're not using an established one? He has one? a set one. Okay. 
Can we use this one to come back? What? Is Sako like, do we need to like be a student here or a faculty member here? Uh, faculty and students have no access to these. This is Can my we... personal circle. Would it be cool with you if we use this again? We'll and... bring you something. And at that, he squats down and one of his eyes kind of extends out towards you and then comes back in. What will you bring me? Oh, well, um, do you like uh, wares from specific weird parts of this world that you can't get anywhere else? Trinkets, baubles, fine linens. I like books. We have plenty of books. We can definitely do that. We'll bring you a book. You may have access to this circle if you bring me a book I've never read before. Fuck. How do we know that? You'll just have to bring me plenty of books. I could do that. Cool. And once you have I'm thinking of one in particular right now. And he holding uh Caleb's enduring spell book. I kinda need that. No 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 no. What? Sorry, knights in the courtyard. Excellent. And he goes over to what looks like a it's a chalkboard and he motions with one of his fingers and his right index finger actually pops up at the fingertip and you see a uh after you hear a slight clicking noise you see that a white piece of chalk extends and looking at the spell circle he quickly is able to transcribe what he has seen in the book onto the actual chalkboard. As he's doing this, Caelan puts a finger up to his lips and contacts Leviette saying, incoming. Uh, and the response that you get back is, what do you mean incoming? And uh, then as you are, uh, as this transcription is finished he hands you your spell book back uh, everybody hold on to someone dear to you I suppose uh, not that it's necessary but most people feel more comfortable during the traveling process oh without any further delay. And they put one of their mechanized hands onto the chalkboard and with the other, they will reach out with their staff towards your group and you see the arcane symbols beneath you in this pre-established spell circle begin to glow until eventually this bluish light encompasses your group. And uh, the archivist says, 
best of luck on your travels. Uh, save all that you can and all of those things adventurers are wont to do. Hopefully I see you again. Kalem waves. Did we get his name? Nope, we were all business. It's fine. Bye! <laughs> you had learned his name from uh, from Metzger, but whether or not you remember his name, entirely different. And as this teleportation magic takes you, you feel this wave uh just rush up from below you gwen you have been teleported before calum you have been teleported before Corey, your life is wrought with these horrendous portals and also arjan this is an a, a almost standard feeling for you at this time but as you are all enraptured by this magic you have your vision flood with this bright bluish color and then it quickly fades and the skies around you are dark as you kind of open your eyes and it comes into focus and you can hear the rumblings of a distant thunder and as you look around you can see that Olivia's ship uh, is still out at sea but you can see from this deck the Isle of Arask, not more than several hours journey away. You can see that on top of it, as you uh, open up your eyes at different areas located around the uh, upper walls, that there are large spotlights now that are now looking out upon the waters to investigate uh, any potential incoming ships. And as thunder crack or as lightning cracks behind this aisle as you realize that the weather here has gotten significantly worse than the more pristine almost tropical lands that you had established before you hear the clattering of steel on wood and you see Oliviette is standing on the deck of the ship having dropped her weapon, and she just says, you came back. And that Incoming. is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stick with us and join us for this wonderful excursion as we said fuck it to one of these major cities and are going back to the Isle of the Dragon because we need to help out our dear buddy Rask. So, uh... He's a buddy. He's a friend. He's a pal. Speaking of buddies, friends, and pals, hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at rjsis282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life, and hopefully I'm going to start streaming again this week. I say this every week, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> you can catch me here tomorrow as Hubris, the tiefling sorcerer warlock in the last episode of... <laughs> uh dragon deep water heist war of the spark we are coming to a very very uh dramatic conclusion uh so yeah uh you can also catch myself and lb hackam up not this no no that show is delayed for another week that's it for me thank you.com <laughs>
Hi, I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters. Um, I am here Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesday, I will be on Nerd Immersion's channel with Jordan with PH doing our uh, Rod of Seven Cards game, which is super fun and I'm excited. Apparently, we're a bunch of murder hobos right off the bat. So like, you know, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> you can catch me on, sorry. You can catch me on, I can't look at Archie right now. He's giving me the dad face. Uh, Sunday, I'm gonna be on G Game Night's channel uh, doing uh, Monster of the Week uh, at four o'clock. And yeah, follow me on Twitter because I'm trying to get to 250 for not my own reasons, but kittens. And I might do a giveaway. I'm probably gonna do a giveaway of dice at the end of the month because I have a lot. Zanakeener.com. Did Uncle Kronk teach you how to do that? I'm gonna have to talk to him later. Hi, I'm Cyber. Uh, at Cyberwolf1201 on Twitter, I ship posts. There are pictures of my dog, other various thoughts and stuff. Whenever I go live on Twitch.tv slash Cyberwolf1201, uh, that, that's posted there. I play video games badly and talk about lore. It's, it's a good time. We're doing Castlevania right now. So, uh, you know, lots of vampires, lots of whips. It's, it's, it's a good time. Uh, archives of that go to a <laughs> YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberworld one. There's Dean to be on Homebrew Tutorials and the podcast that Kyle within and I do called Let's Talk About It. We get drunk, we do parkour, we talk about stuff going on in the RPG world. Uh, for other RPG stuff, I'm on BM's Guild. I got a Patreon, I do conversions. Uh, I am here on Mondays. You're here. Good for you. I'm also here on Thursdays in the Ghost of Stopmarsh game where I play Albus, the semi-hybrid sorcerer. And on Saturdays, I am on Prairie Stutter's uh, channel in a 5th edition Taldori game where I play Kurt, the shifter druid. DanaeKeener.com And speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can find me playing on Mondays and Tuesday tomorrow at least uh, for the last uh, game of Ravnica, which uh, you already heard about from Justice, uh, and I'm very excited to see how that goes. Um, we're also going to be here on Wednesday, and I believe Justice is going to be guesting on Wednesday uh, during our Monster Noir game. Uh, you can see him T-posing right over there. Uh, anyway, uh, show up for those. Those are going to be great. DanaeKeeter.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, fella, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yes, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I went so fast that I felt like I skipped a day. But that's also because we're doing a show Wednesday this week as we return to Monster Noir. As Danae said, we got all sorts of stuff that we do on this channel. So if this is your first time joining us, hey, we got a YouTube that's just full of videos waiting for you to go check it out. We just hit over 2,000 views on our season or our session one of Ghosts of Saltmarsh. I don't know what that's about, but hey... You know, it's a show not appropriate for Bob Smith's kids, so go and check that one out. Uh, we are, uh, other than that, we also got our Patreon set up, so if you go to patreon.com slash indooradventures, you can gain access to our after show, as well as quick access to our Discord, but you don't need to be 
a member of the Patreon to join us on Discord. You can check out the link right over there or in the description of this video down below. Or hey, if this is an audio cast and you can't see me point, it's right below where you're where you're listening to this. Go check it out. But that is it for our show this uh, this week. So I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit, and we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!